0: Click now on the link in the description and get this full audiobook for free. These Russians weren't fucking around tonight. One dozen men were arrayed on the 281 foot mega yacht, all armed with new polymer framed AK 12 rifles, 2000 lumen tactical flashlights, and communications gear that kept them in contact with one another wherever they were positioned on or around the huge watercraft. The Lyra Dracos stood at anchor far out in the English harbor off the island of Antigua in the eastern Caribbean, and the sentries on board scanned the black water with their bright beams, made regular radio checks with their night watch on the bridge, and kept themselves amped up through the dark hours with coffee, cigarettes, energy drinks, and speed. In addition to the expansive nighttime deck watch, three more armed men slowly circled the vessel in a 27-foot tender with a 250-horsepower engine and below the surface, yet another pair patrolled underwater in wetsuits, dive gear, and sea scooters, handheld devices with enclosed propellers that pulled them along and up to 2.5 miles per hour. These men carried flashlights, spear guns on their backs, and long knives strapped to their thighs. The men and women on board the yacht had been at this high level of readiness for nearly two weeks, and it was grueling work, but the man paying the guard's salaries compensated them well. The owner of the yacht and his security detail were ramped up like this because of two separate incidents the previous month in Asia. Three and a half weeks earlier, a 96-meter ship called Puravida sank off the Maldives in the Indian Ocean. The boat had been linked to a Russian oligarch who had somehow managed to avoid having his offshore property confiscated like most of his fellow billionaire countrymen after the invasion of Ukraine began a year earlier. The cause of the sinking had not been revealed by local authorities, But most of the Russians with boats still in their possession presumed it to be sabotage. Their assumptions seemed assured just nine days later when a second vessel, a 104-meter yacht with two helicopter landing pads owned by a Byzantine collection of shell corporations and trusts, but ultimately the property of the impossibly wealthy internal security chief of the Russian president, suffered the same fate in Dubai, sinking to the bottom of Jebel Ali, the largest human-made harbor in the world. No one had been killed or even injured in either incident, but the destruction of the property itself was more than enough to have the remaining oligarchs with ships afloat, both incensed and on alert. The fear here in Antigua, understandably, was that the Lyra Dracos would end up in the bottom of the bay like the ships in the Maldives and Dubai incidents. The Lyra was a Greek-named vessel registered in the Seychelles to a front company in the UK belonging to a shell in Cyprus that was owned by a blind trust in Hong Kong that itself was owned by another blind trust in Panama. But she was, ultimately and in truth, the property of Konstantin Pasternak, a 63-year-old billionaire from St. Petersburg and the former Minister of Natural Resources and Environment of the Russian Federation. The Lyra Dracos was not as ostentatious as many of the other mega-yachts that had been owned by wealthy Russians and seized after the invasion of Ukraine began. With a price tag of 120 million USD and an annual operating cost of just over 10 million dollars, she was half the size and a fourth the cost of some of the biggest vessels on the sea. Still, she was currently listed as the 105th largest yacht in the world. And though Konstantin Pasternak had hidden his ownership well, he suspected his ship might eventually be a target of whoever was sabotaging Russian-owned property. All had been quiet in the megayacht world for two weeks now, but Pasternak and the few men like him who still owned anything that hadn't been seized or sunk, had thrown all their guests off their vessels and then replenished them with well-trained and heavily armed goons. This was survival mode now, and everyone was just waiting either to be hit or, preferably, to catch some group in the act of trying. Hence, the Lyra Dracos was anchored a full kilometer away from any other vessel in the harbor here in Antigua, and constantly patrolled both above and below the waterline. The soft mood lighting that normally ringed the ship had been replaced by glaring floods. The security crew was made up of men from Stravinsky, a Russian military contracting firm, and divers kept their watch making sure no explosives were attached to the hull of Pasternak's last remaining prized possession outside the Russian Federation.